Look, I'm a patient guy. Uh, I'm not a needy person by any means. Hold on, let me adjust the camera real quick as I'm talking. Do do to the left, to the left. There we go. Okay. No, I'm a patient guy. This is definitely how you know I don't edit my podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, talk about being on a swivel. Uh, um, but speaking of pivoting, yeah, so you would think something as simple as waiting. People would have kind of mastered it by now. We would be okay with it. You know, you would think you figured out kind of a thing you do when you're waiting for something. Thing that makes you look normal. It's kind of like you have a thing when you wait. Some people tap their feet. Some people have their hands in their pockets. Some people sit down. Some people look around. And when you really think about it, it's all awkward. And this is what happened. I had an epiphany this morning. I literally just, I went from my morning run for coffee. Something I've been doing recently is actually I've been getting coffee like first thing when I wake up. Or at least one of the first things I wake up. And so I, I go inside, you know, place around the corner. I order. And then I wait. It's not a long wait. But I sit down. And I notice I have a lot of nervous habits. And I'm like, I, I grab, I, I ordered a large ice drink. So I grab a straw and a napkin because I always assume they're going to give me a pretty messy drink. Which, you know, I like a little filthy, you know. Uh, let's me know like, hey, you know, you, uh, yeah, you're, you're pretty rough with it. But hey, you know, it still tastes good if you know what I mean. Uh, juicy, juicy. Uh, <laughs> um, like I actually, you know, I'm, I'm someone, I actually don't like it when my products, whether it's food or drinks, I don't like when it's perfectly neat. I don't like it when there's absolute, it's so crisp and clean. Like that actually brings a red flag to me. I like human error. Human error actually what makes it, you know, unique. That's why every time you go to like Dunkin' and shit, it tastes different more times than not. It'd be the slightest thing, and I like the human element. It's like, you know what? As long as it's not bad, I'm cool with it. But neither or another. I'm I'm waiting and I realize wow, this forty five second to a minute wait, I'm making it feel like it's like six minutes because I'm thinking so much of what not to do while I'm waiting. I'm looking around. I'm like trying not to look back there behind the counter and make it weird because they're kind of busy. You don't want to stare at people. But then what do you do? Do you just not acknowledge the actual people that are there and you just look around the lobby? I'm not, I think it's weird when people just look down at their phone. I'm not a look down at my phone type of guy. I feel like that's like a cop out. I feel like a pussy, to be honest. It's like, I feel like a pussy when it's like to avoid any social situation. I just look down at my phone and you're not really looking at anything. Like when you really look at, well, I'm not going to lie. I've gazed at a few screens when people are looking down the phone. Cause I'm curious, like, you know, what makes you just stand here when I looked like it was so important. And they're just looking at old text messages. 
and they're just scrolling through text messages, probably figuring like, damn, I wish I didn't text that. Now she thinks I'm needy. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah, and the way you wait makes you seem needy. Um, and, and see, there's two type of people that wait for stuff. There's the active needy ones that are like every couple minutes so antsy, like, are they making it, this and that? And then there's the one who will just sit down and wait for 30 minutes and not question a thing. If it takes 30 minutes, it takes 30 minutes. Like, hey, you know what? I ain't got nowhere to be. And it's funny that the people that always say they got somewhere to be as an excuse to be antsy and be kind of a douche. Uh, you know, sometimes it's warranted to kind of be like, hey, where the fuck's my shit? It's been 18 minutes and there's no one here. Um, but, you know, the, the, you want to be somewhere in the middle. Like, hey, you know, I'm willing to wait a little bit. But if I feel like you're just kind of, you know, going through the motions and not giving 110% of your $9 an hour effort, I'll be fine. I won't have a problem. Um, <laughs> um, it's weird how we hold, quote unquote, what people consider lower level employees inside. We hold them to higher standards than we actually do, you know, these corporate companies where people are making six figures, they make mistakes and this and that. We're like, ah, you know, but they do a big service or so whatever. It's like, mm, okay. Um, but no, the art of waiting. Waiting is... um. It's something that should be the easiest thing for people to do. But for some reason, it is actually one of the most mentally taxing things that we do currently. Because we have to think so much of how we're being perceived when waiting. Because body language today more than anything, since no one says anything, no one talks to anyone, no one says hey to strangers, people don't even say hey to People behind the counter anymore. Someone who's taking the order. They were like, hey, how are you today? Something as simple as that. They're just like, some people don't even, will never look you in the eyes. And you know, I get it. I'm a distraction. Um, <laughs> don't don't get lost in the gaze. It's like, I, I know the price. I know what the price is going to be before you do. It's like, uh, you typed in the wrong thing. I'm, I'm not an employee here for the employee discount. And she's like, I know. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you can put in some work behind the counter if you know what I mean. Oh, Popeyes. Um, if you know, you know, um, <laughs> okay. Now we're pop. Um, <laughs> but I, I still don't understand how that video ever came about. It is like one of the most popular videos as a child of God. I do not watch that stuff. I've only heard through the grapevine, of course. Um, but let's just say before the Popeyes chicken sandwich was popping, uh, Let's just say something else Brendan was popping. Um, oh, oh, oh. And it, it, it actually happened at a Popeye's. It's the craziest thing. I don't know how it happened. I don't know. Maybe did Popeye's approve it? Did people just illegally record? It was daytime, too. <laughs> I guess they probably like, all right, guys, we get an hour and 15 minutes before the staff comes in here and starts prepping. So, uh, you know, sp spread it open. You know, we'll prep for the scene. Um, <laughs> again, if you know, you know. Um, let's just say she didn't have to wait long. <laughs> it was a pretty quick vid. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, waiting. Something that should be so easy 
is to wait. But I feel like it's one of the most hardest things to do. And, you know, I was kind of thinking, obviously, because we have this heavy stimulus for everything. We always feel like it's weird that we're, quote, unquote, the laziest generation ever. We're, quote, unquote, we're the laziest people, like, on Earth. Like, not just our but just people today in general. It's probably, like, the laziest group of people ever. But yet, we always feel like we got to be stimulated. We always feel like we got to be doing something. This is pretty kind of contradicting when you kind of think of back in the day, people like, you know, you just sit on the porch, you could just read, you could just, not even read, you could just look out and think. That's all we did back in the day and all this stuff. And it's like, so you did nothing. So you just sat there and did nothing. Sounds pretty lazy to me. Now, look, I, I think there's value to actually being in your own thoughts not being on the internet and shit like that. Like, I actually think setting time to literally just, I don't even want to say do nothing, but do something that just makes you think to yourself and that only. I think there's a lot of value, especially whatever is going on the most in society or whatever is kind of the most prevalent. It's always good to kind of like do the opposite to kind of balance yourself out. Like with this heavy stimulus, like you could always be stimulated in a lot of ways. So it's always good to just be like, I can just sit there by myself and be fine. I could just sit there and eat my food without listening. Some as simple as listening to my food without listening or eating my food, listening to my food, eating. <laughs> I can eat food without listening to music. I can eat food without being on my phone. I can eat food without, you know, checking emails or doing work. Like there's something to just doing a simple thing. That's just an enjoyable experience of lacking, of just doing nothing, essentially. Or at least nothing that's over the top exerting energy. Jesus, this is a pretty long open, but hey. But when I was sitting there waiting, see, I'm a, when I wait for stuff, I immediately sit down at a nearby table, kind of like near where the pickup counter would be. And I like grab a straw, I grab a napkin as just type of a habit. I sit it down the table. And then like an idiot, when I go up and get my drink, well, I say, well, thank you. Thank you. And then I grab another straw, forgetting that I already grabbed a fucking straw that I put on the fucking table. And as I'm walking out, I'm like, oh, now I'm about to leave trash, technically, and leave an unopened straw and a napkin on the table. Because on the way out, I grabbed another straw anyways. So then I feel guilty. And the previous straw that I put on the table, I grabbed that straw and put it back. And their, uh, in their, uh, you know, condiment section area where I grabbed it from. And some people just throw it away. It's like, I'm not going to waste your product. And I felt like it just shows. And I'm like, wow, I can't even wait correctly. I grabbed too many straws. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> kind of like you with a straw. Um, <laughs> oh, but this is a straw that broke the opening of this pod's back. So yeah, uh, I guess the moral of waiting is um is fucking hard. We can't even wait right. Look, I'm a great waiter. Now, well, yeah, not not great at giving you food. Not great at asking you what what would you like today. Um, but I am one of the most patient human beings when it comes to waiting at places. It may not sound like it when you see me bitch about shit on here, um, but. 
I'm actually really a patient person. Like, I have no problem waiting. But in the process of, I don't have a problem. But when people look at me, they're probably like, does this dude have a problem? Because, like, what do you do? When you're just sitting there, do you just... Do you just nervously look around and not stare at... Look at anyone? Do you not make any conversation with people that are just sitting there? Like, there was these two middle-aged or slightly older ladies sitting there talking about some gossip on a Saturday morning or talking about whatever, probably, probably someone on Fox News or some shit, just taking a gander. Um, and I was just like, you know, should, like while I'm waiting, should I just like, hey, ladies, hey, old, hey, old gals. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to old gals. Like, hey, yeah. You enjoying your blessed morning? I don't. I don't know what to say to people. I don't know what to say. Like, uh, I barely even know what to say to people my age. Like, if you older people, like, it's weird because older older women, like, I'm talking about like you know when they have like gray hair, white hair, and stuff. Like, at the geez, here we go with the gym. But like the gym, like they're, they're very nice. They're like, oh my god, like you're so. Like, you remind, they always say, you remind me of my grandson. And, like, it's like, your grandson's, like, nine. Um, <laughs> just doing the math here. Um, and, you know, it's not like they, they always feel like, oh, you know, you're like a throwback. You're like a James Dean. It's like, well, the James Dean of my generation. Um, he was getting things thrown back on him, too. Just a little bit different. Um, <laughs> again, if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> you already know uh, Waiting is hard though Waiting for waiting in life is For the long term thing is hard But It's easy to just like It's easy to wait for things long term Because you're like eh, It's a process Like you know You're calm You go about your day you're Like you know what If I just continuously put the work over time Blah 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 And I wait for The t- effort and time I put in It'll come back to me when you're waiting in such a confined time, you got to think of how do I fill my time for the next minute and a half without being a fucking weirdo? And God forbid if there's other people waiting for shit. <laughs> Two, because it's like, do you look at them? They're looking back there. You got some people that are hunched over the counter, like, eh, like kind of keeping an eye out, like this antsy motherfucker. Then you got people that are laid back. Then God forbid you're like, you know what? Maybe I'll just go to the bathroom, even though I don't have to use the bathroom, to fill in the next minute. And when I come out, my stuff will be ready for me. The worst part is when you do that. You sit in there for a minute, and you just kind of wash your hands. Maybe check in the mirror for a little bit. You ain't have to pee. You pretend you got to pee. You're like, maybe I do have to pee. You wake up your dick, you're like, eh, I don't have to pee. And then you walk out, and then it's not ready. Then you, then the awkwardness within you is a little bit different. But I don't even think it has to do with personality. I just think today, regardless if you're outgoing, regardless if you're a very social person or not a social person, waiting is one of the most weirdly stressful things you will do in a day. I think that's why, I think that's kind of like the real reason why we're in this, uh, Everything has got to be so immediate gratification because waiting is a stressful thing. 
like waiting for your vehicle to be fixed. That's a stressful thing. It's only, uh, let's say, some small, it's like, all right, two and a half hours for this to get done. It's like, that's a stressful thing. I don't know. But yeah, welcome to episode 161 of the Off and Be podcast. This may be the longest, what is it, 16 fucking minutes. I kept you waiting, I guess. Because I'll be waiting for you to not make it to this point again. But yeah, welcome to episode 161 of the Off and Be podcast with Clint Nelson. I am your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow the pod, comment, subscribe, eh, yeah, whatever. And most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. Yeah. But yeah, waiting. Um, I don't want to make the whole pot about waiting for shit, but uh, you know what? Jesus. Uh, and in case you don't believe me for the video, here's my drink to prove that I don't make these stories up. I know, you know, people would think like, oh, for you to do, even though I don't do as many episodes, I don't do five or six episodes a week like the old days, I do feel like doing like one or two, I actually am a little bit more relaxed in a weird way, like I'm not forcing things, like things just naturally come out, and I actually just have more because I live a little bit more life, because if you're doing more episodes a week, you're probably not out as much. Probably not doing as much stuff, so you probably don't actually really have a whole lot to talk about, so you're just pulling shit out of your ass. And I just think now I actually have, like, more a flow and shit like that when I talk about things. And I just have more things that I actually have to talk about, more thoughts about things. Um, But, yeah. But yeah, you know, it's, uh... So, oh yeah, what I was saying is, I think people people think that for the longest time that I would just like make up all this shit, and like, no, this pretty much every story I've ever told on here is true. Um, like, <laughs> like at least it's like an observation, I'll tell a portion, and then give my thoughts on some things, right? I I don't think I'm that interesting of a person, but I feel like... I'm unique, and I kind of have that, like, uh, I kind of have that immediate instinct to just, like, be like, really? You sure about that one? Like, that's my immediate instinct. So, if I were to hear me talk, I would be like, yeah, fuck that guy. I'd be like, yeah. It's like, oh, wow, you really think, like, you really believe this guy every time he goes somewhere, something happens? It's like, I believe everywhere he goes, he finds problems. Um, I'm someone I can find a problem. Because, <laughs> you know, everywhere you go, there you are. Um, <laughs> see, look at me, taking self-account. Being like, hey, Clint, maybe you are the problem. I, I wouldn't say the problem, but I'm a problem. Because I'm a problem child. Um, you know, without, uh, you know, the boxing career, Jake Paul, and uh, people pulling out. It would suck to be Jake Paul, because... It seems like the other that was a weird situation where the other dude doesn't meet his contract obligation. He doesn't make weight. And somehow people are still saying that, oh, 
Jake Paul, oh, this was, it's like, oh, well, you know what? He would have knocked Jake Paul. It's like, and people were saying it's like Jake Paul's fault for, it's like, the dude signed a contract and he didn't meet up to it. The dude who pulled out, I think it's like Raheem something. Like, he signed a contract that I will be at this weight. And the, he, the, he even, to even help him out, they moved up the weight five pounds. So, Jake Paul's like, all right, I'll meet you five pounds more than what we originally agreed. And he's, he basically, he just couldn't make it. He couldn't make the weight. And for some reason, people are still saying that, oh, Jake Paul, this. It's like, the dude, the other dude didn't meet his contract obligations. And he pulled out of the fight. I don't know. It was just like, it's kind of, not frustrating, because I'm not like, but weird thing where people always blaming. Because if the roles were reversed in that situation, people like, oh, well. Jake Paul, if you're going to be a boxer, you know, this is part of the game. You got to be able to cut weight. You got to be able to meet weight and all this stuff and all this stuff. But then when the actual, quote, unquote, pro boxer doesn't do it or then all of a sudden it's all these excuses for them type of thing. This is a weird thing. Like, we can't differentiate, like, disliking a person, liking a person and just situations that... Holding people accountable for not doing what they're supposed to do or meeting their obligations. So it fucks up the situation. And that's the case for the person you're supposed to fight. Um, but yeah. I don't really have a whole lot to say about that. I just kind of found that interesting. But yeah. Alright. So now let's get to the meat and bones. I did a little poll. Small little poll work. Like literally two or three people. Um, <laughs> look at me being a surveys. Being like the Census Bureau. It's like... When were you born? It's like, you guys have all my fucking information. They're just basically trying to confirm and catch you in a lie so they can sue your ass. It's like, you're the Census Bureau. You can fucking look at all the records that the CIA, the government, the fucking, you know, Social Security. Like, you have access to all that shit. And you're like, yeah, but, you know, we need to know uh, your age. Like, you're asking me the same basic questions that you could just look up at the DMV. What's your height? What's your weight? Well, the weight may be, you know, a lie. Because that's a lie. Um, <laughs> no one lies about the weight. Actually, now, it's probably a little bit close to, <laughs> to when I did take it. Um, it's, it is weird looking back at, like, old photos from, like, five or six years ago. You don't realize how much you actually, like, look different and change as a person. But it's just crazy, like, how much someone changed, how someone physically looks different in five years. It's crazy. Like, there's certain people, they look the same for, like, 25 years. And there's some people that literally look different every four years. It could be because their hair. It could be because... Their skin regimen because they shave all the time because they don't. Maybe they're fit. Maybe they weren't for a while. Maybe they lost weight. Maybe they gained weight. Maybe stress. Maybe they retired. Maybe they had kids. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe they got married. You know, there's a lot of things that contribute to your things looking different. Um, And for me, I was like, wow. And I think about what happened in that five-year span that made me look different. And I'm just like, yeah, Bill, 
that'll, that'll change a person. Um, that'll, uh, that'll make, that'll make a person look at life a little different. That'll make someone, um, kind of have a, have a more realistic understanding of how this shit works. And it's kind of like when, it's kind of like when Drake said, I can't be, uh, what was it? It was like in one of his oldest, he's like, I can't be, uh, fuck. It was a song off the comeback season album. Uh, oh, I can't be closer to my dreams at 19, all young and naive. Something along those lines where he makes a reference to closer to where he's like, I can't be, I can't be that time young and naive anymore. Cause I'm just in a different space and I choose to embrace it. 30 for 30 freestyle. That's what it was. I'm in a different space and I choose to embrace this. And that that's a weird thing, you know, because a lot of people, they always feel this need to hold on to like humbleness and their roots and shit. And I do think there's a lot of value to that. But also when you do get into different spaces in your life, it's okay to be like, you know what? I'm a different, I'm different. <laughs> I'm different. Yeah, I'm different. But like, I, I'm a different person now. I'm not going to, be one of those people where it's like, hey, I make forty million a year, but you know, once in a while, I like eating that Del Taco too. I'm just like you. <laughs> Drake literally said to me, Benny Hanna is pigeon food. <laughs> For a lot of people, Benny Hanna, Benny Hanna is like their once a year birthday bash that they bring their friends so they can split the bill because they can't afford it themselves type of bill. All right. To Drake, that's pigeon food. He said it. All right, I don't know if you've seen pigeon food. Um, it's it scraps. <laughs> He's saying the Benihana is like to someone like me. The Benihana would be like, uh, Wendy's. Like Wendy's is no, you know. It'd be like Burger King. Burger King is such low class, even for me. Now, I'm not saying I've never had Burger King, but when I eat Burger King, that that's when I'm like, okay, I need to make changes in my life. That, that that's when that's when you've hit the bottom. Uh, I just start from the bottom. Now I'm here. Um, but yeah, look, you you look at. I'm in a different space and I choose to embrace it. Now, what's that space? I don't know. You know, that's subjective. It's kind of like when someone says, you know, I'm just in a, you know, I just need to find my spiritual well-being. It's like, do you even know what spiritual well or being means separate or altogether? I'm not sure your well-being. <laughs> I'm not sure your well-being spiritual. Um I don't know, you know, it, but yeah, no, I, 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 I remember I, I was looking at my driver's license and I'm like, wow. And I only think about all young, that, the kid, all young and naive at that age when I took that picture, it was like, you, you see like an old picture of you. And the first thing you kind of do is what was I thinking? Like you start looking like you, you look back as like, okay, that hair that sweater I had, what was I doing that day? I remember exactly what I was doing that day. 
<laughs> I drove my girlfriend at the time. She let me use her car. Yeah. Not exactly sound like a high value man here. Um, but no, she's honestly one of the greatest people I've ever met in my life. She's top two. Um, <laughs> only, only my mother. Uh, and my father. So top three. You, you know. Um, the huge, uh, well, fam. You know what I mean when I say that. All right. Anyway, I remember exactly what I remember exactly what I did that day. All that stuff. And I was like, wow, my mind was in a really weird, different place at that point in life. It's crazy how, like, they say a picture speaks a thousand words. But a picture, when you know it more than, like, if someone else see the picture, they'd be like, yeah, you know, just a normal, younger dude getting his license, whatever. But to me, I see, like, a whole different type of view of it. Because I know exactly what went behind that picture. I know exactly what it took to get that license. I knew exactly everything flawed about that person at that point in time. I knew everything shitty about that person. I just knew... I just knew a version of that person that was very kind of... I don't want to say down on the self or insecure, but very seeking validation from the ladies. The ladies. Uh, and a lot of other things in life. And you just kind of look at a completely different person. And you see how much you've grown and changed over the years. And it does kind of it does kind of make you take a step back. And be like, oh. You know what? And it it kind of you kind of have to you know when people say people don't change. I used to kind of think that. And I still to an extent don't believe that. I don't believe that people like really change like that. But I do believe that circumstances and situations the life change a person. I don't think like I honestly think like drastic things as weird as it sounds. I think traumatic or drastic or some very specific typically has to happen to someone for them to drastically change their life or change things about themselves because otherwise like in order to, the only reason why people change themselves is incentive it's like if i do this i won't have to deal with this anymore or if i do this i'll get this and to kind of see like the the circumstances that changed me to a different type of person that I am now. I, I think it to for a lot of people where it's relatable where I'm gonna try to I guess connect this is the fact that it's it's important to be okay with the fact that uh change is inevitable, but you gotta live to kind of change like you can't you can't just uh sit back and sit in your room all day and try to avoid bad things from happening to you or avoiding discomfort to actually kind of change like you kind of as as corny as this shit sounds you literally you really do have to callous your mind you literally have to callous callous your heart um joking but not really 
because uh, I, I think when you're younger, you, you're just a little bit, you're a little bit too, you're a little bit too naive of how like love works in a general sense. You, you, you kind of, whether it's a guy, you do kind of look at like a fantasy mindset. And I think the older you get and you go through situations and you kind of really like, you realize you have to learn to be more realistic. You you have to understand, you have to go through like the really weird, fucked up situations to truly seek balance, to truly seek like, you know what, I actually, I, I, I don't want a crazy bitch. I, I actually, I really don't. I, I you know, it, it's cute for a little bit. It's like. It's like Drake said, uh, a lot of Drake references. It's like, a little attitude problem with good and makes shit last. It's like, yeah, it will last like a couple weeks now. Cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and just listen to someone's shit. I'm not gonna sit here and deal with someone and deal with some shit that I don't really care to deal with. And it's more just like, as you kind of get older it's more it's not really about more what you want you just learn more what you don't want because you're never going to know everything that you want but i I can tell you a lot of things i don't want (laughs) as this pod it's a lot of things i don't like it's a lot of things i don't want but yeah I don't know. I, anyway, I guess back to the Genesis. I will went on. Woo, 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 Clint. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do think that it's crazy how when you see a picture of yourself, all you think about is literally you get into the mind of where you were at that time, and you're like, wow. It's I, I'm not surprised that I thought that way, but. I definitely was like, damn, I wish, like, I would have, you know, I could have avoided a lot of weird situations, <laughs> um, but yeah, but anyways, all right, now back to, oh yeah, anyway, so I did a little poll at work with two, three people, and, because uh, the situation happened, this is 100% true, yes, it happened at the gym, I'm not even joking. It's like ever it seems like the gym is like the hub of weird incident. It's like the gym just gives me content that I don't have to work for. It's like I'm gonna go there anyways. You guys have to do nothing for me. The you guys are doing a lot for me. You guys are doing a lot more for me than I'm doing for you. You're letting me abuse your weights. Like uh like uh, like you you were benefiting me. Like you could honestly charge me 150 bucks a month and I would pay. Like, that's how beneficial you are to me. Well, 150 bucks, I'll probably go to a better gym to be honest. It's a good gym for the price. But 150 bucks, first of all, it's absurd to pay more than like 45 bucks for a membership. Like, if you got the pool, it's like an LA Finn where you got a pool and all that shit. Cool. I guess they got a lot of shit. But I'm not paying more than like, I pay 25 bucks a month. It's pretty reasonable. You know, it's pretty standard. It's a 24-hour gym. It's convenient. Whatever. But, anyways. So, I'm sitting there. You know, yesterday was a... I I call it the fun day. I call it the really non-essential to your actual body strength day. 
it's literally just more for I don't even like to use the word physical aesthetics because if you're physically aesthetic, that means, you know, you're doing something right. Like you're doing pretty good work or something, but it's essentially like, it's not my favorite day. Like I actually don't like doing biceps. Biceps is actually like the stuff I do the least amount of work on, but for some reason it's, I got the most visible results. Um, it's a weird thing. But yes, it was like back, biceps, triceps, forearms, you know, a combination of those things. So it's literally the, it's literally arm pump day. If you know, you know. It's basically the day you go to the gym and you're like, I'm going to leave and look like Chris Hemsworth Instagram Thor picture of like the last scene when the big one that went viral of uh, in peak form where he He's like taking a picture next to whoever on the set of Thor or Christian Bell and said Thor and his like fucking arm is just like fucking veins and jacked to the gills like bigger than ever. And if you know, you know, but so I'm sitting there and I'm doing uh, some like forearm curl drag shit, whatever. And a woman um, about her probably mid to late thirties. She's actually a pretty attractive gal, you know, nothing like that. I, she typically goes in the afternoon or on the weekend. She'll go in the morning. Like it's weird when you go enough, it's kind of like with people you work with, you kind of know people's schedule without even trying to know their schedule because if you just work in the same areas, people long enough, you know, it's like, Oh, they're never here on Friday and Saturday. Like, Oh, they, they're here on these days here. Like, cause if you're there uh, those days and they're there, you're going to actually be like, Oh, I'm going to probably see this person today. You may look forward to work. You may not. <laughs> Depends who it is. Um, <laughs> you may wear certain things if someone's there. You may not if someone's there. Um, <laughs> but no, nah, you know, she, she, she seems like a go getter. She seems like Someone who takes the gym seriously type of thing. She seems pretty nice. First time we've ever talked to each other. Like, I've given her a head nod. Like, if you go to the gym enough, you see people you know, you give them a head nod, you wave type of thing. You know, people have their earphones in, so you're not going to say their way. But I was doing whatever. And she was, it was, it was by the water section. Or the water fountain, I should say. Uh, kind of like Big Daddy with the Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> but she goes over there. Or was it Gatorade? I don't remember. Was it Gatorade or Kool-Aid? I don't know, but so she goes over there, and she's like, she, she like, goes over where I'm at, and she's like, you know, you know, she was having a little small talk with me, it's like, you know, I see you in here all the time, and all of this stuff, and like, you know, I just want to introduce myself, my name is blah, 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 I'm like, well, nice to meet you, you know, I was very generous and nice in return, I'm always generous and nice in return, and she's like, you know, a little small, whatever, it's like, you know, you are, you know, I don't know, you are low-key attractive. It was after I said some terrible joke, because I always, like, throw in jokes and shit, you know, in case you don't notice. It's like, <laughs> you're low-key attractive. And I'm like, I said, in the moment, I said, I even raised my eyebrows in a second, and I, like, tilted my head, like, but I said, you know what, thanks. I'm not so, I don't know how to take compliments, but of course, I know I said thanks in the moment, but, you know, my passive-aggressive form, I'm not always passive-aggressive, but things where it's like, if I don't know, 
if there's a backhanded compliment to it, if I can't calculate in my head and it's a stranger, I'll be a little bit more like lenient. But if it's like, if it's like a friend I know, I'll be like, what the fuck you mean? Huh? What do you mean low key? But in the moment I was like, but of course I was like, you know what? If I get over in a couple hours, it's not a big deal. Well, about two or three hours went by and I'm saying work and I'm like, low key, huh? Low key, low key attractive. First of all, objectively, I'm at least like above mid key, whatever the fuck that range is, right? But no, like attractiveness, you either are or you're not to someone. I understand that there's complications like certain things can make someone attractive and then certain things turn you off. Like I get it, but then you're just turned off. Because, you know, it's like some person, they could look the part and be everything. And then one little thing someone knows, like, oh, oh, he wears mismatched socks. Or like, oh, they wear cargo shorts. Oh, can't deal with it. I can't. I just can't deal with it. Everything else is fine. But the cargo shorts, I just can't. And like, you know, on the other flip side, I'd be like, God, man, you know, body's banging. She's got a nice personality. And all this stuff, but, you know, she shows too much teeth. She shows too much teeth when she talks. And it just bothers the fuck out. Like, dumb shit like that. We will find the slightest thing to just justify. Probably another reason we're not really attracted to them, but we find something so dumb and trivial that's like, well, I can't deal with this every day, right? Um... And I was like, low-key, low-key attractive, huh? Because here, here, here's my issue with low-key, being low-key attractive. It basically means it's like, you know, it's like, first of all, that person feels some admiration and special about themselves, where they're like, you know what, I see something in you that the rest of the world doesn't see, or that most others don't see. It's like this, I, I understand you more than you understand you. It's like, I don't think you do. I'm not saying this one in particular, but because I, I know she, I think she meant well, but low key, it's like, it, it, it's like, you know, it, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, if you just tried harder, if you actually like got a haircut, essentially, if you like trimmed your beard up, if you just dressed a little better, you know? If you just made yourself look more palpable to the masses, like, it would not be low-key. That's my interpretation. It's like, well, let me tell you. The mass is, uh, is pretty low-key right now, I guess. Because uh, low-key, your boy's uh, getting low on their keys. <laughs> High cross buns. Oh, I'm high crossing those buns. High cross buns. Uh, one, two, three. Three, two, one. One, two, three. Um, take your finger out of the hole, though. Remember. Uh, remember, keep the thumb in the booty hole. You know, playing a recorder is really like playing with the booty hole. You know, it's like in and out. Let the air seep in. You know, different noises for... You know, whether you do the first, second, third, or fourth. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, yeah. Oh, that's a starry night. 
Okay. But, um, low-key. And I asked someone, and of course, I asked a guy, and he's like, you know what, yeah, that is kind of... It's almost like we, we don't know 100% what to make it. We, we I, asked, I asked a guy, he's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, if someone told me that, I'd be like, hmm. I would, you, like, you're not mad about it, but it makes you think, like, what, what are you really trying to say? But then I asked a girl, and of course, her perspective was different. And she said, you know, she's just, she's just flirting with you, but she doesn't want to be, like, overbearing with it. Like, you know, just come out like, wow, you're so attractive. Because then it puts you in a weird precedent. Like, all right. Like, or you say you're low-key attractive. It's kind of, like, cute. It's kind of under the table. You know, maybe you do a few things under the table. Because uh, I'm a flirt. As soon, soon as I see you walking in the club, uh, I'm a Stick a toothpick in your club sandwich and flirt. Um, welcome to Cheesecake Factory. I'm your waiter. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a uh, low key though. And for ironic, low key, it was like really getting under my skin. It's like low key attractive. Low key. Is it a backhanded compliment? Is it a real compliment? Is it a, hey, you know what? If you just did better for yourself, you would be just attractive. But I understand, like, you know, if you're, and I, I and I think what I was trying to get a gauge I got from a girl, like, she was kind of, it's like, well, you also got to think, she didn't say it's direct, but I kind of indirectly refused. Like if you're if you're at a place where you're gonna see someone a lot, and obviously I see this person a good bit, she sees me a good bit. We're both regular gym goers. Let's say it's someone at your job, you're gonna see this person a lot. So if you're so blatant and apparent with your intentions, and then the other person doesn't really give that same energy, doesn't give a similar feedback, doesn't have a a same propensity for you, maybe. And it may not be anything personal. They just may not be really looking for that or into you, whatever. Maybe they have rules that they don't mess with coworkers or places. You know, you don't shit where you eat. And I eat a lot before I go to the gym. And sometimes I shit there, you know, pre-workout. Who needs pre-workout when you go shit pre-workout? Um, <laughs> especially if your pre-workout is shit. Um... But, so you kind of have to, like, have a feeling. You can't just be like, I want to grab your dick right now. Because, you know what? I may be like, um, I got to go to work. <laughs> and I wouldn't be lying. Um, and it's like 4.45 p.m. It's, it's about as busy as the gym's going to get. It's like, well, we could go to the unisex bathroom. Like, well, technically, we wouldn't be breaking any rules there. Because, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're definitely, we'll definitely be having sex. Um, <laughs> uh, sex me, baby. Um, I do notice how they never put showers in the unisex bathrooms. You know, they put one in the men's strictly, the women's strictly. But anytime it's those dual bathrooms when you go to places, if they do have that option. It's never a shower. I wonder why that is. Um, <laughs> um, 
you'd be having a lot of different type of body washes and shampoo people leave there. Um, it's not, it's like, why is there Old Spice Baja Fiji and then there's VO5 Raspberry Shampoo? It's like, huh, get the best of both worlds. <laughs> uh, this whole thing's a wrecking ball. Um, but no, you know, I, I, I'm trying not to, into, like, I'm a little bit more at ease of it today. I had a day to think, you know, it's the best thing to sleep on things. Like, if you're going to think about something that's festering you, sleep on it. You'll probably wake up the next day, maybe it's on your mind, but maybe you'll thought about it. It's like when you study the night before a test. You're supposed to study the night before because the stuff that you study and stuff, it's going to... You're not going to remember it the next five minutes after you learn it, per se. But then the next morning when you look over the study guide, when you have a test an hour and a half, you're going to remember more. Like, oh, yeah, this, you know, Winston Churchill. Yeah, he did, you know, uh, play with anal beads. Um, uh, wrong erotic novel. Uh, oh, Winston. Um, but, and I was just sitting there like, hey. I don't know why I said that. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Jeez, I forgot I held my whole fucking drink here before it melts. Um, But yeah, it was... um. I guess my thing with it... And I, I, I understood what the girl was saying. It seems like, you know... Well, when you're at a place you're going to be a regular, you don't want to fuck, you don't want to make it weird. And I'm a proponent of that. Like, I work, I don't even try to really even push the envelope with people in general, but especially the opposite sex. Like, even if there's a girl, even if there are a girl to, like, I may be attracted to. You know, you don't want to make it... Until you really, like, kind of know. You gotta sometimes take a chance. But unless you, like, really have a good sense and gauge, you really don't want to make it... You don't want to make it where you have a good situation with someone and nice report, and then you mistaken their kindness. You may mistaken a compliment or kindness for a something further than that. You got to be careful about that shit. And typically, you know, in my experience, when a girl likes you in a workplace, they're going to grab your ass. Um, but no, no. Typically, like, in a workplace or something like that. So you go, if a girl likes you, they're going to make it basically undeniable. Where basically it's like, hey, dumbass, grab my titties. Um, <laughs> it's like... I would, but, you know, HR, um, and you work for them, <laughs> uh, good times, um, good times, everybody wanna say it, uh, I, I just kinda, like, I get the whole point, don't shit where you eat, like, don't make it where, you know, you gotta leave a few streak marks, you gotta leave a few streak marks on the toilet seat. But you know what? You know, don't, don't, you know, don't fucking just like, you know, saran. Don't fucking wipe your shit all over the toilet seat and have someone sit on it. Like, it's okay to leave a little streak, you know, leave them one or more. 
But yeah, you know, I get it. You know, maybe she was just honestly, you know, and honestly, maybe she was just being a nice gal. Maybe she's like, you know what, you, you can say someone's an attractive being without being weird. But I would say if it's a complete stranger, you're not telling someone's an attractive being unless you want that attraction with you to be being. All right. Moving on from that. I'll tell you what else I was thinking about. Um. First of all, you know, I'm all about doing the right thing, you know. But there's one thing I've always kind of found pretty over-the-top chivalrous. And I'm a chivalry guy. I'm a guy that I'm all about, you know, making sure a woman has a safe, clean space. For them to come on to. If you invite a woman into your life. I do believe you should. Upkeep some things. And all that stuff. Like you know. I get it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not anti. This. But what I was thinking. When I was taking a piss. In the bathroom. In a men's bathroom. Specifically. I. I don't get annoyed. When I see. Dudes missing the toilet. Like guys that pee. Like. Let, let me give you an inside for the ladies out. Let me give you an inside breakdown of how a men's bathroom typically looks like. Typically, most guys, when they pee, don't even lift the toilet seat up. Because you know what? Why am I going to touch a toilet seat that, like, all right, with the toilet seat down, what does it do? It suppresses my range from, like, what, 15%? Like, all right, like... I'm a grown man. I, I know how to aim. But hey, you know what? Sometimes, depending on the underwear you wear, you pull down your underwear. If it was slightly tighter underwear, you know, maybe a little shrinked. So you may have to adjust some things. It may come out may come out hot. And that's the thing. Sometimes when you pee, you don't know how hot it's going to come out. You don't know if it's going to be a like a squirt bottle or if it's going to be like a few like, like a sprinkler when it's starting up or it's like, and then you finally get into a flow it finally starts coming through your prostate then you have to like walk up walk back a little walk to the side you know maybe angle it lift it like a dog but the thing is is it does not like i look in like you disgusting beings but you know what i get it even grown men we we, we sometimes we Sprinkle the toilet seat. And like, well, if you just lifted the toilet seat, it's like, all right, yeah, let me touch my fucking hands on the fucking public toilet seat. Yeah, that, that makes so much more fucking sense. But anyways, I'll tell you what's beautiful. Uh, what's also a beauty is that when you do raise the toilet seat, we just leave the toilet seat up and then we pee. It doesn't matter. If the toilet seat's up, we'll pee. Toilet seat's down and we just gotta pee. We'll just pee. I don't need the toilet seat up or down to justify whether I should pee or not. Like, I'll just pee. Alright? And I was thinking, when I went to the bathroom, and I was like, 
what is with this need to fucking put the toilet seat down for the ladies? Like, if you're at home and you share a bathroom with a woman, or you share a bathroom with multiple people, like, is it really that damning to fucking... I, I, I can under... I don't understand when someone goes, oh my God, you fucking left the toilet seat up. You disgraceful man. It's like, if that's one of the things, one of the worst things I've ever done, I'm doing something right. Must be doing something right. I just heard you sigh. And those deep blue knees you eyes. (laughs) Because, you know, something like, look, if I leave the toilet seat down and you walk in and there's pee stuff on the ring, yes. Fair enough. I could have at least wiped it down with some toilet paper. Yes. If, if you're at home and shit like yeah, yes, of course. But just leaving the toilet seat up. Like how entitled of an individual do you have to be to feel that when you walk into somewhere, it should just be ready for your ass, your bare naked ass, to feel comforted. The point of a public restroom, really restroom, is not to cater to your glamorous needs. It's quite the opposite. It's the one place where you can't be judged. Or you shouldn't be judged. Like, when I go pee in a urinal, and then there's toilet stalls, and I hear someone farting while they're shitting, I'm not sitting there like, oh, Jesus, this fucking guy. It's like, yeah, that's typically a natural thing that happens. It's like, you know, you open the airwaves, air comes in and out. Even when you're standing up peeing, sometimes as you're peeing, you're going to fart. And that's totally fine. That's why I don't judge guys when they completely pull their pants and underwear down. They just pee. Like, not my thing. <laughs> but hey, you know what? You, you don't want that stench inside your clothes. That shit festers. Uh, like, I'll always say, sm- farting in clothes always smells worse than when you're farting naked. If you're walking around naked and you're farting, it doesn't smell nearly as bad. Than when you're farting in clothes. Because when you're farting in your jeans or your underwear. It just. It's it's so secluded. It's so. The gas. Literally the gas. It just stenches in there. It just stays in there. In this very. It's literally like a mason jar. Your underwear is literally like a mason jar for your farts. Like. It, it can stay there for a while. If you really care. And think about it, every time you fart, if you're wearing like, let's just say khaki pants, you're going to smell it. And not only that, the smell had to go through your pants. Let's say you have a same khaki pairs for, I don't know, two and a half years. Let's say you wear on a generous side twice a week. Let's say you wear seven, eight hours, 16 hours a week. You're telling me you're not farting at least six or seven times a day? You're telling me 
seven times a day. You wear it twice, 14 times, 14 times 56. Jesus Christ, you're talking about 2,500 farts. And you think pants are designed to just handle 2,500 plus farts in a year? Are you going to tell me that with a straight face? No, they're going to have a smell to it. All right? It's like your teeth. I don't care how often you brush your teeth. You could brush your teeth, floss, mouthwash four times a day. Great. You could do laundry the second you take your pants off every time. Do laundry and not wear it until it's done. You can brush your teeth, floss, mouthwash, go to the dentist, you know, get a Visalign. I don't fucking know. Get dentures. If you drink coffee five times a fucking day, if you drink soda and things that corrode your teeth over time, your teeth are going to corrode. And your breath is going to smell like it. I don't care all the cover up you do. I can still taste it, baby. So yeah, um, it's okay to fart, and it's okay to leave a little, it's okay to leave the toilet seat up. Stop feeling this guilt. We're human beings, alright? I don't need you to guilt me. Low key. Um, <laughs> uh, alright, I guess I'll cap it off there. That was a pretty rough one to get through. I forgot to tell you, I'm recording this on August, not that it matters now, but recording this August 6, 2022, and at the end of this pod, it's 1029, so that means I start recording around 930-ish. Alright guys, that is episode 161 of the Off and Beat Podcast. Remember, uh, keep your farts. It's okay to fart. Um, your pants is what it is. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe. Hit the notification bell, but most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, suck some titties and, uh, you know, stay true to yourself out there. Um, low key attractiveness, farting, peeing on the toilet, sitting on the toilet and, uh, waiting, waiting is, is a bitch these days and, uh, Choosing to embrace who you are as a person. That is kind of the theme and moral of today's pod. Find a lot of gems in there. Wasn't on my A game today. Like a B minus game. But hey, you know what? Try to record a couple of days. Kind of my off day. Unless I decide to not make it my off day. If you get what I'm saying. I literally mean I just might go to work. And that's it. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to record three pods today. One now. One after the gym. And then one later tonight, if I'm really uh, feeling spicy. Mm. All right, guys. Have a great day. Um.